episode 284 featured a chat with St. Beat alum, Major League Baseball World Series champ, and MLB All-Star who retired in 2022, J.A. Happ. It came out yesterday morning, Tuesday, August 1st. Now, let's hit you with the second part of an amazing Sunday. After Jay Happ unveiled J.A. Happ Field at Washington Park in Peru, Edge of Your Seat Podcast went to Seneca's Oak Ridge in LaSalle for the second day, the final day, of the Illinois Valley Men's Golf Championship. It was a beautiful day. Some amazing golf. I enjoyed every single second of it, and I know everybody else there did because we talked about it, and they're like, hey, this is fun. You know, you're with your friends. You're at a golf course. You're either having a good day or a bad day golfing. It's golf. Hey, let's enjoy ourselves, and everybody did. I'm your host, Brandon LaChance. This is Edge of Your Seat Podcast. You can listen to this episode or any of the previous ones on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the website www.rss.com backslash podcasts. That's with an S. It's plural. Backslash Edge of Your Seat Podcast. The socials, you know we're there. On Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. On Twitter, Edge of Your CP. You can also check out my personals. Brandon LaChance. The last name looks like L.A. Chance with a capital C. On Twitter or the X, the social platform formerly known as Twitter, at LaChance Writer. On Twitter, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, please like, five star, a million stars, comment, review, Follow all those cool things to help us move up rankings and to help us do what we're doing here. Highlight, spotlight, everything going on in northern central Illinois because, man, there's a lot of awesomeness here, including golf. We'll get to that in just in one second. If you have any questions, suggestions, you would like to be a guest, you know somebody that would be a good guest, you like or dislike something I or a guest said, or you'd like to sponsor with Edge of Your Seat Podcast, please send an email to edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. As always, every episode, much love to Brian Cavelli, Cavelli Productions, for the creation of the intro and outro beat of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, brought to you by First State Bank. FSB has 19 branches, locations, in northern and central Illinois. They're great people. They know what they're doing on all aspects of banking. I have been a member of First State Bank since 2011. I'm not going anywhere. I know my money's safe. I know they know what they're doing, and I'm cool with that. And they're always pretty friendly. Always. Always. If you haven't looked into First State Bank before, you definitely should now. Episode 285. We have championship class champ, Caleb Durzinski. The 2018 Putnam County grad has been working and proving his game, and it definitely showed over the two-day tournament. The first day was at Edgewood Park Golf Club in McNabb. The second day, like I said, at Seneca's Oak Ridge. Both were par 72s. 
after eight holes on day two at Oak Ridge, Drzinski was nine under with a six-stroke lead. Everybody was like, hey, this is over. It's a wrap. He's doing his thing. And he was doing his thing, but he didn't run away with it like that. He had a couple bad holes while other people did a little better than he did and caught up but couldn't quite catch him as he shot a 66 on day one, a 72 on day two. Even though he had a couple bad holes, he still shot par. I'm just saying that's how awesome his game was over the weekend. He scored a total for the two days, the two courses, a 138. Second place, two golfers tied. Jerry Joyner shot a 71 and a 69 for 140. And Doug Pinter shot a 67 and a 73 for 140. So Derzinski wins by two strokes. Finishing fourth, Bailey Lear, friend of Edge of Your Seat podcast, who won three years in a row. 2018, 19, and 2020, and finished second last year, 2022, to his father, Brian Lear. Lear family, known as a family full of golfers. Bailey Lear shot a 73 on day one and a 68, four under on day two for a 141. Tied for fifth was Matthew Morse and Mendota's John Prescott. Both had 142s. Morse with a 74 and a 68, Prescott with a 70 and a 72. Tied for seventh, two Putnam County representatives, Ian Roach and Ben Sear, both had great, great tournaments. Ian Roach was fairly amazing both days, a 71 and a 72 for a 143, one under par. And Ben Sear finishes with a 143, but shot a 66 to tie Caleb Drzinski after day one. However, shot a 77 on day two, not as well as he wanted to, but a 143 tied for seventh with his buddy Ian Roach. It's pretty fair. It's pretty amazing. Great golfers. Championship class was fun to watch, especially as you're watching everybody try to catch up to Caleb Derzinski and kind of do. I mean, two strokes is better than, you know, being behind six, but just watching the field try to catch up to him and him trying to push his lead back up to where it was, was pretty intense and exciting. And you could tell that every putt, every wedge, every approach shot, every everything meant something to these golfers. Let's go down the other flights. A flight. The winner, Brent Tack from Eastwood in Streeter. Shot a 151, a 71, and an 80. Cole Park was second. He's also from Streeter with a 155, 76 on day one at Edgewood and a 79 at Oak Ridge on Sunday. Adam Harris was third. He's from Deer Park. He shot a 156, a 77, and a 79. B-Class, we also have another guest, not just Caleb Brzezinski, we spoke to CD right after the trophies were presented, actually right before the trophies were presented, and we knew who the official winner was. Kevin Klum, sports editor of News Tribune, my former boss, former colleague, still, still really, really good friend. We did the interview, 
took a few minutes of Caleb's time before he did get his trophy and took some photos and things. We also, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, also spoke to Pat Kirshner, Mendota Golf Club, good friend of mine. We're going to talk again and get into more of the background and stories that we have together and stuff like that. But wanted to put an interview together for this podcast where he won the B class, shot a 151, a 73 at Edgewood and a 78 at Oak Park. The dude is playing amazing golf. I golf with him often, try once or twice a week. And this dude, every time I watch him, it's like, man, he is really, really good. And I try to learn as much as possible. If, if I ever become a solid golfer, it's going to be because of him. And I have no problem being called his protege because it's fantastic to watch him. He's doing his thing. We had to have him on this podcast. Somebody else had said something. Oh, well, you know, you got to talk to Shooter. It was already in the works. We, We were already doing that. But I don't have to discuss the strategies of Edge of Your Seat Podcast because then it is an Edge of Your Seat Podcast where you're on your edge of your seat trying to figure out who we're going to talk to, what we're doing. That's how we like to do it. Also in B class, Scott Lilly shot a 157, a 54 on day one, 83 on day two. Steve Harvey was third with a 158, an 80, and a 78. In C class, Mendota represented once again. Clay Buffington won with a 171, an 85, and an 86. Just graduated from MHS last year. Second in B class was Brian Watson with a 172. He shot an 83 and an 89. Finishing third, another Mendota representative, Casey Marks, with a 173, an 88, and an 85. So in C class, Buffington a 171, Watson a 172, and Marks a 173. One stroke separating all of them. Yeah, Senior class, Spark Larkin making it look easy for a 74-year-old gentleman. Shot a 151. So tied Kirshner and tied Brent Tack. Kirshner, the B flight winner. Brent Tack, the A flight winner. And Spark ties them at the age of 74 as he shot a 78 at Edgewood and a 73 at Oak Park. Taking second was Gary Zeman with a 159, a 78 and an 81. And Curtis Gretchen Cord shot a 161 with a 79 and an 82. A new flight or class. I say them both. When I originally started writing at the News Tribune, everybody said class. It has changed to flight. So you know, jump back and forth. It means the same thing. For the Legends, which is a new flight, 55 years or older, and previous experience in either championship or A class. So if you are a C or B flight golfer, you're not going to be in the Legends when you turn 55 or older. The winner was Tom Moscato with a 73 and a 76 for a final total of 149. The second place legend was Jim Meskalewicz, a 78 at Edgewood, a 72 at Oak Park for a 150 total score. And then finishing third at 156 was Adam Harris, who shot a 77 at Edgewood and a 79 at Oak Park. Junior flight, 
21 years and younger, tied for first. Previously mentioned, Ian Roach and Ben Sear, both with 143s. Already said these, but why not again? Because they're awesome scores. Ian Roach, a 71 and a 72. Ben Sear, a 66 and a 77. Three golfers tied for third. The three time for third, Briar Harris and Drake Stout, both of Ottawa, and Carter Fenza from LaSalle. All had 51s. Harris shot a 78 and a 73. Stout, a 76 and a 75 and Fenza a 72 and 79. What a fantastic tournament. I know I've already said it once or twice. Caleb Drzinski is going to say how well it went. Shooter, which is the name that all Pat Kirshner's friends know him by. If you say Pat, kind of look around like we think there's somebody else named Pat. We call him Shooter. It's Shooter. So Drzinski and Shooter, both the same sentiments because Mason Kimberly, Pat Goy, and Pat Gilfoyle do a great, great, great job hosting this, putting it together, handing out trophies, being part of every step of the way of the Illinois Valley Men's Golf Championship. Derzinski and Shooter and I all gave mad props to those gentlemen for the job that they do. Always amazing. And they get better year after year. Shooter said that after I turned off the phone, off the recorder, the phone being the recorder, we were in person during our interview. However, although, anyway, he said, it's like year after year, it gets better. It's more enjoyable, lots more fun. And that is all a testament to Kimberly, Goy, and Guilfoyle. So thank you, fellas. Have you heard the news? First State Bank is the first to offer Quillo. Quillo is an online personal loan officer that allows you to apply for a loan in just minutes. Need to replenish your checking account, pay off a high-interest credit card, or take that vacation you have always wanted? Check out Quillo on the First State Bank website using your phone, tablet, or PC. It won't impact your credit score to apply. There are no fees, no penalties, and payments you can't afford. You'll need a First State Bank checking account. Have no worries, though, because you can apply for one of those online also. Check out FSB's premier account that pays higher interest for doing a few simple routine activities. Go to firststatebank.biz today to see how you can get a Quillo loan with a new or existing checking account. First State Bank is member FDIC and equal housing lender. Going to do a few little things before we get to our golfers, our friends that were masters of golf courses on Saturday and Sunday. Going to start with a little mix and match. R.I.P. to Paul Rubens, a.k.a. P. Wee Herman. Born August 27th, 1952. Passed away July 30th, 2023. He had cancer for six years. Six years he battled the big C and nobody knew. I'm sure him and his personal friends and family, they knew. But he didn't leak it to the media. It wasn't Hollywood knowledge, wasn't, you know, world knowledge, nation knowledge, nothing like that. So, man, he had been dealing with it for a long time. And finally, you know, cancer beat out, won out. It was sad, kind of, you know, like, oh, man, can't believe he passed away. He was 70 years old. 
we are all going to pass at some point one time but we never want to see it never 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 wish death upon anybody the passing especially somebody who is part of so many childhoods peewee's playhouse peewee's big adventure man if you were a kid in the 80s 90s peewee herman was like your best friend you watched him on tv you wanted a peewee doll or you wanted to wear the suit that he wore something you knew who peewee was and that was your buddy he earned a hollywood walk of fame star in 1989 which was right before the 1991 masturbation case where he was caught with himself at an adult movie however he had a resurgence and got back into acting did his thing and kind of was like all forgotten you made a mistake that kind of deal which you know we're americans we're humans and that's cool that's okay my favorite moment or favorite on film memory of paul rubens is with the movie below him and johnny depp one of my favorite favorite movies of all time and he's a cocaine kingpin in an era where that was cool and then an era where you're going to go to prison and then an era where you're going to sell out all your friends if you haven't seen blow please do please do rest in peace paul rubens rest in peace peewee herman running backs this has been the news everywhere hearing at water coolers hearing it on espn hearing on fox sports hearing it on nbc sports cbs sports everywhere they almost started talking about it during the Cubs game last night. Almost, almost. They didn't dive into it, but they were getting there. They were getting there. Should they be paid? Should they not be paid? They get hurt often. They can't play a full season. They can be replaced fairly easy. But if you're a good or great running back, your impact on the field is more important and more impactful if you can't do those things. The last few Super Bowl winners, including the Kansas City Chiefs, have not had a dominant running back, dominant wide receivers, dominant already Hall of Fame quarterback, and Patrick Mahomes, not a dominant running back. So how valuable, how important are they? Well, the running backs themselves are like, hey man, we're out there getting hit every game. We're out there diving, fighting, clawing, scratching for every single yard to help my team out to get us wins to get us to the playoffs postseason division championships conference championships super bowls like why can't we get paid more where's our huge huge contracts so that is where we're at kind of in a standstill between running backs such as saquon barkley christian mccaffrey dalvin cook alvin Kamara, just the guys that hey it's their time for their contracts want to get paid and teams don't want to pay them as much as they want to get paid. I see both sides. I am not involved except being a podcast host. I want everybody to get paid. Even my competition. You're on a radio program. You're a podcaster. You're a print journalist. I want you to do your thing. I think there's enough room and area for all of us to be around. I encourage you being good at your craft and getting paid for it. And I feel the same way towards every other profession. We should all be getting paid. We should all be getting what we're worth. I don't think the running backs are. 
But I understand why owners are like, man, instead of giving you a 30 million year contract, so we'll say three years for 90 million, where you may only play 10 games, so you're kind of worth like 10 to 12. So why don't we pay you that and then use that extra money for a better middle linebacker, a better offensive lineman, you know, things of that nature to help the team. In that moment, I want to side with the owners. One of those, hey, what do you do? Why, when, where, what's going to happen? And I'm all, all ears, all eyes, watching, reading, listening to everything in these discussions to see what happens. I mean, I think the contract's got to be negotiated knowing this. Whether you pay them more up front, I know you don't want to pay a rookie a ton of money, but what if these contracts were designed differently? Instead of having the big paydays in their second or third contract where a running back, that might be the end of their career. Why not, for a running back, set the standard at paying them more in their first three to four years than vice versa? Why not give them the bigger contracts when you know they're going to be impactful players and then the back end of their contracts or their new contracts, the standards are smaller. So they already got their huge big paydays beforehand. Then they get hurt. Then, you know, the toll of playing the game of football, NFL football is already taking its course. The players digressed and then they get paid to that value at that time. I think that is maybe not a solution, but something that should be thought of put into consideration. White Sox made a trade on trade deadline day yesterday. Jake Berger, one of my favorite White Sox, is now a Miami Marlin as he was traded for pitching prospect Jake Etter, who is now number four in the White Sox pitching potential mound gods. What's really cool is in the White Sox pitching gods, Noah Schultz is number three on the list. He, of course, played with the Illinois Valley Pistol Shrimp, was drafted 26th first round draft pick by the White Sox in 2022. So with him, Edder's right there, and hopefully he becomes a god, both of them actually, and makes this trade that sent Jake Berger to Miami Marlins a little better on our end. One of my favorite Sox, glad I got to see him a couple times this season. And, you know, hopefully he continues to shine out there in Miami, which it's a lot easier to do in Miami than it is Chicago. Believe it or not, sunny, beautiful weather is here. Sometimes a little humid, but still enjoyable, beautiful. This means you'll want your lawn looking just as good as the sun rays feel. Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping is the definition of lawn beautification. The company offers tree removal, lawn care, stump grinding, and spring and fall cleanup to residential and commercial customers. Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping is fully insured and offers a senior citizen discount. Call 815-878-7504 for a free estimate from Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping. And I don't know about you, but after I'm working on the yard or even watching someone else do the outdoor manicuring, I know I get hungry. Coming soon to Little Joe's Gaming Cafe is a kitchen serving a variety of good eats. 
Go to Little Joe's located at 713 Illinois Ave in Mendota or call 815-538-4900 for more information. Let's keep it rolling. Been watching quite a few movies as of late and some good ones. Some good ones. Not all good, but pretty good. Anyway, we're going to chat about five movies. And then, of course, the way we like to do it on the Edge of Your Seat podcast, we'll throw out a ranking that I'm going to make off the top of my head. I didn't, like, look these over when I wrote down a few things about the movies. I was like, hey, we'll rank them now. No, nope, I'm going to do it on the spot, impromptu, on Edge of Your Seat podcast. First movie is called Dope from 2015, produced by Forrest Whitaker. I already knew it was going to be good. The lead character is Malcolm. Malcolm is a nerd. He is very into nostalgic 90s pop culture, more correctly, 1990s hip-hop. Gets involved with a gangster selling drugs, and then a girl's involved. There's always got to be a girl. So you've got a gangster, girls, drugs. He's trying to be cool, and you can see the change, the morphing of this character. Not from a nerd to a gangster, but from a kid to not a kid. And it's a pretty cool movie. I like how they did it. Forrest Whitaker did a great job producing this. Couple hip-hop artist representations in here as ASAP Rocky and Tyga were in the movie. Shark Tale from 2004. Animated movie with voice acting from pretty big stars. Will Smith, Robert De Niro, Jack Black, Renee Zellweger, Angelina Jolie. Big, big names. And it was a cool movie. Super cool. Oscar tries to be this cool fish. He is voiced by Will Smith. Gets involved in the shark mob, which, out of those names, you already know who the shark mobster is. Robert De Niro, of course. Got a couple love interests. Relationship game that he could have with his really good friend that's always there for him. And then you've got the gold digger who sees Oscar becoming a star and wants, you know, a piece of the cash. Not really him, but the cash. Good story told through fish and sharks in an ocean. Cocaine Bear from 2023. Ray Liotta, Kerry Russell, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Man, this movie was gory, funny, not really scary. One of those B or C level movies that you're like, yeah, I'll check it out because everybody else is. And then you're like, this is kind of surprisingly good. Not like good, like, hey, you're going to win a bunch of awards and this is the most breathtaking, awe-inspiring movie of all time. Just entertaining, makes you laugh, kind of made you shudder a few times when this bear that finds cocaine is literally killing everybody in the most dramatic, most unanticipated ways possible for a bear on cocaine. This killer bear has got... Freddy, Chucky, Michael Myers, kind of a little jealous. I'm just saying. High Fidelity from 2000. John Cusack, Jack Black, Joan Cusack, Tim Robbins, Lisa Bonet. John Cusack, the main role. Semi-douchebag. He's kind of cool at times and then a douchebag at others. Movie about love affairs and being a prick. Not being a prick. Wanting them to like you, not wanting them to like you, the indecisiveness of relationships, and music. He owns a record store. 
and his friends, Jack Black being one of them, is his crew. Jack Black, always funny, loud, rambunctious, one of those friends that you're like, man, I get what you're saying, but just shut up. I don't need to hear you right now. That's Jack Black. Almost in every movie he plays, but especially this one. And Tim Robbins, talking about a douchebag character. Tim Robbins in this movie, I love Tim Robbins as an actor, and he played this role really well. But I'm just like, man, 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 <laughs> what are you doing? Just, just stop, just stop. Ready Player One from 2018, Ty Sheridan. Name you may not know, kid actor, more like a teenage actor. It's an apocalyptic virtual reality world. Of course, they got their own lives in the real world, which is set after some kind of apocalyptic moment. But they put on the VR headsets and they dive into this world, the Oasis. I love the nostalgia, the pop culture references, the gameplay as they're in this. Like I'm watching different characters mix and match and merge and Godzilla, King Kong all involved. If you have Godzilla, King Kong, and... Mortal Kombat characters all in the same movie. I dig it. I'm down. The rankings. I'm going to do them right now off the top of my head. Ready Player One is the winner. It was a really good movie. I was surprised at how well it laid out and that they were able to make this story of make-believe and ownership of this oasis and a kid wanting to be a part of it and ambition and a love story and all these things combine into an entertainment i was going to say entertainment masterpiece not really a masterpiece but something that is really entertaining that i've already went back and watched three or four times since the original viewing second we're gonna go dope i just like that it was different the 90s hip-hop the nerd to not being a nerd the situations that he gets involved in you know just the overall package of the movie I really liked and cared for. Cocaine Bear will be third. It was just so bad, but so good. Just one of those movies. And I love O'Shea Jackson Jr., Ice Cube's son. Everything that that dude's in, he plays a great part, great role. And I think he was my favorite in this movie. Besides the bear on cocaine. Shark Tale. I love animated movies, and this was a cool one. I just couldn't really, really get behind it as much as other movies, especially Ready Player One, Dope, and Cocaine Bear. It was just, okay, cool. All right, I seen it. But it was cool. and It was an all right movie. I might watch it again. But I had that feel like, okay, cool. What am I going to watch next? High Fidelity, not my favorite. I love John Cusack. I love Joan Cusack. Jack Black is one of my faves. Tim Robbins is one of my faves. And maybe if I would have watched it in the early 2000s, may have liked it more. But, you know, then I'm not as mature, I guess, as I am now. Hopefully I'm mature. I hope so. I hope so. But it was just one of those movies that you could tell was from the early 2000s. And that vibe, that mold that we were in at that time. So maybe if I watched it then, I'd like it a little more. And it's not that I hated it. It was cool and I may watch it again. But I feel like if I... Watched it in the time that it came out. I like it more than I did. But there were some characters that I really enjoyed. Jack Black doing the normal Jack Black things. And Tim Robbins. Even though I was like, what are you doing, dude? It was a character that I laughed at and was like, 
this dude needs to get beat up or something needs to happen. Which, those characters you need. You gotta have, gotta have, gotta have the bad guy, the villain, the weirdo, you know, whatever term you want to call it. Let's keep it rolling. Add fun going over these. I mean, reliving some of these movies. There's so many great movie screenplays, TV shows. There's no way we'll ever be able to watch all of them. So I like to be able to document what we have seen. And you can always, always, always chime in. You like a movie, dislike a movie, you agree or disagree with what I'm saying about these. Let me know. Edge of your seat podcast at gmail.com. Does your driver need a new grip? Seven iron need a new head. Putter need to be replaced. Want to play a simulator during rainy or cold days? Sports Boss Golf is your one-stop shop for everything golf. Located at 2950 Kane Road in Leland. Sports Boss has over 10,000 used clubs and new clubs for sale. Owner Mark Wright rebuilds, repairs, replenishes the value of every club in his own shop. Want a Callaway? Sports Boss has it. A Betanardi, Bridgestone, Cleveland, Cobra, Exotics, Crank, Mizuno, Odyssey, Puma, Strixon, TaylorMade, Tor Edge, Wilson. Sports Boss has a partnership with each and every one of those brands. Check out Sports Boss Golf Shop on Facebook. Or call Sports Boss Golf at 815-326-9686. Or email sportsboss777 at gmail.com to book simulator time, inquire about repairing or purchasing clubs, and any other of your golf needs. Shout out to Caleb Drzinski, 2018 Putnam County grad, for winning the championship flight at the Illinois Valley Men's Golf Championship and Pat Kirshner, a.k.a. Shooter, 2004 Mendota graduate for winning the B flight at the IV Men's Golf Championship. Thank you both for chatting with us. Always appreciate it. And man, it was a lot, a lot of fun watching both of you golf. Well, that's the intro. We'll be back soon, real soon. We got so many, so many podcasts. Glorious, amazing, awesome podcasts ready to throw out, broadcast, produce to the pod waves. And just one quick reminder, if someone is doing what they're supposed to be doing, career, life, personal stuff, whatever it be, that is their life and they are doing it. We all don't need somebody telling us how we should do what we're already doing, especially if they've been doing it for decades. They know that individual knows what they're doing or how they want to do it. I think with social media, we've got to this point where we think we need to tell everybody how we think they should do it. It's nonsense. We shouldn't do that. If you do this for a profession, that's your profession. I'm not going to tell you how to do it. And that person shouldn't be telling another person how to do their profession. That's not their profession. They don't know. They're not there. Sometimes we just need to stay in our own lane. Me? I'm going to do that with Edge of Your Seat Podcast, talking to amazing people in Northern and Central Illinois and what they're doing. And I don't want to hear what they're doing so I can tell them how to do it better. I want them to tell me what they're doing so I can smile, laugh, and be like, man, you're doing your thing. Or hey, she is doing her thing. It's fantastic. Fantastic feeling. Anyway, 
Come back to Edge of Your Seat Podcast soon. Until next time, peace. The Chats with Caleb Brzezinski and Pat Kirshner are brought to you by Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership that is dedicated to being community first. A small dealership in a smaller town. The staff and general manager, Ski Hartman, and his associates, Jason Hintz, and new to the team, Caitlin Henry, pride themselves in being there for you. They don't want to sell you one vehicle. They want to form a bond, a relationship, to get you every vehicle you want and cars, trucks, and SUVs for your friends and family. Ski has lived in Princeton since he was five years old and has been with Mendota Ford for the last three years. He has plenty of experience helping you with all of your vehicle needs as he has been in the motorcycle business for 20 years and over 10 in car sales and management. Jason Hintz has been with Mendota Ford for eight years, giving him the experience needed to help customers in every way possible. You can purchase any vehicle off any lot in the Mendota Ford family. Ski, Jason, and Caitlin will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys with a little jingle jangle. To check out the many options on the lot, Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.MendotaFord.com. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Mendota Ford. Uh, I mean, I've never thought, I mean, it's just been a great, great tournament. Edgewood looked great. Oak Ridge looked great. Um, coming down the stretch, I had a couple of mistakes, but at the end of the day, I did enough to get it done. And I'm still, it hasn't really set in yet, but yeah. it feels good. It does feel good. I remember watching you do this when you were still a senior in high school, and obviously your game progressed. So how did you, you know, make your game progress in this tournament as well, knowing the type of competition that you Yeah, I'd say over the years, I've just gotten a little bit bigger and stronger, hit a little bit further, and I've been hitting the ball pretty good all summer long. So just me and Ben's here been playing all summer after work and whatnot. And um, I felt confident coming in here, and I just kind of stuck to my game, and it was good enough. You just a six-stroke lead there about halfway through today. What, what did you what, what do on that first half? Uh, in the first half, I knew that the back nine was a little bit tougher, so I wanted to get, I just kept telling myself more and more and more, you know, just pile on as much as I can because that will give me some leeway on the back nine. Um, I didn't obviously want to make double on 11. Um, kind of got a little bit unlucky there, but... Um, the big lead in the beginning definitely gave me some cushion and a little bit more confidence in going in the back. Yeah, you had that, oh, sorry. You had that little minor book there like, for the double and the bogey after that. And it got within one stroke at one point. What did you do bounce back from that? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. You know, coming down a stretch, you see some guys playing well and you're struggling. You just kind of got to reset. And then I hit, um, I made the putt on number 13 for par and that kind of got me back into the group a little bit and then after that I had a good tee shot on 14 and then after you know you just kind of feel a little bit better about your game yeah you just mentioned Ben I mean how cool is it for me that you practice coming into this you go through the final grouping and then you know play this whole tournament with him pretty much yeah so me and Ben we're cousins best friends we've been playing since freshman year high school when we both started playing golf so it was really special yesterday of the day. I'll never forget with me and Ben going low. And, um, yeah, it was just really special having him in the cart. Um, I know he didn't have the round he wanted to today, but he kept a good attitude for me in the cart, and I really appreciate that. It helped me along. So. What was the key to get for the low for yesterday? It's our home course. Um, 
we've been playing there all summer and shooting similar scores to that. So it was just kind of getting out there and playing your own game and just not letting the big stage kind of get in effect. So we went out there, played comfortable, and just played that's what how we usually do. Obviously, a lot of aspects to golf. What was the strongest for you today? Um, I was really happy with my short game. Uh, I made some putts when I needed to. I had some good lag putts. Uh, back nine. Uh, the front nine, I just struck the ball extremely well. My driving iron was straight, and um, so I was really proud of my short game on the back nine that get me through pretty much what I needed to. So. What were your emotions when you think of how far to finish it up? Uh, I felt really good. You know, until you do it, it's just it's stressful, 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 and it finally goes in. It's just a sigh of relief that you're finally done and you can just forever be, you know, recognized amongst the great players in the area. So. With that fifth one, kind of like a relief? Yeah, because coming down 18, you're just, you know, you're just thinking one, two more and one more, and then you get on the green and you're like, it's just too hot, and yeah, it's just a sigh of relief, and just a very, I'm very happy right now. Surf Internet's fast fiber internet is more reliable and 25 times faster than cable. Unlike other local providers, we're proud to provide transparent, all-in pricing that includes equipment fees and taxes. With speed packages starting at $35 a month, you'll get a free modem, free expert insulation, and free whole home Wi-Fi on most plans. Plus, no contracts and no data caps at a price that's locked in for life. Go to surfinternet.com to learn more or call 844-955-SURF for details. That's 844-955-SURF. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. Sitting here with the champ. Edge of your seat podcast at a good friend's house. Pat Kirshner won the B flights in the Illinois Valley Men's Golf Championship over the weekend. Today, Tuesday, happened Saturday and Sunday. Man, we talked beforehand. You said, hey, if I can win this, you know, it'd be a great accomplishment. We'll go from there. And you were able to do it. It's got to feel good to, to win it. Yeah, it does, man. I Last year, I played in the B class. I was doing good in the second round. I was leading coming into 15-ish, somewhere on there. Kind of fell apart last two, three holes and kind of gave it away. Ended up tied for second. So I told myself this year, you know, if I can come out, win it, next year I'll go to A, and that's what ended up happening. I came out to you, I think I caught you hole 14. Day two at Seneca's Oak Ridge. Yeah, somewhere around there. It's around 14, and at that moment, you and who you were golfing with, Scott Lilly, were hand-in-hand. I mean, you were, you know, same strokes. You were right at the same spot. He kind of fell apart at the end, and you stayed in touch with your game. What was going through your head, and what were you doing to make sure, you know, you didn't have a fall-off? Just do the exact opposite of what I did last year. (laughs) Uh, Try not to get bogeys. Try not to get double bogeys and keep everything in play, and... Got a couple late birdies there, put some pressure on him, I think, and he tried to force some things that didn't work, and he kind of fell off, and I kind of coasted my way to a little victory there. And if anybody's listening to this and knows you or I, they know we're good friends, we golf together, things like that, and I see your game all the time. So I know you've been improving, and I know right now, best golf that I've seen you play. What is happening on the golf course that's making you play so well? Just eliminating mistakes and getting out there and getting the repetition. I really started sharpening the last two years, I'd say. I've been I got in league out here in Mendota, actually two leagues out here in Mendota, and I've been 
playing way more than I had in the past years, and it's just getting out there, getting the repetition, and getting the strokes in. You do play about four or five times a week. I get out there probably too much. <laughs> Anybody yelling at you? You're playing too much golf? Well, we might want to keep it down so the old lady doesn't hear me, but <laughs> yeah, I get out there a lot. For sure. Shout out to Jess. She's awesome. She doesn't get mad when we go. No, she don't complain too much. She knows I love it and I put a lot into it, so she's pretty cool about it. Definitely. Going into Illinois Valley you know, Men's Golf Championship, it is the best of the best in the whole area. You got Mendota Golf Course, obviously, Spring Creek, Edgewood, Deer Park, Streeters, Eastlands there, a lot of other you know golf courses. When you see that competition, 172 golfers entering this tournament, what's going through your head knowing like, hey, there's a ton of golfers here? I mean, really I'm only against say 30-ish in my division. So that's really all I'm worried about. But the best thing about it is even when we get done, we get to go out and watch the old, those guys in the A division, championship division, and see what they're all about. And that's, I think, the best part about the whole tournament. And that's exactly what we did. You finished up golfing, and then, first of all, you had an entourage, maybe the biggest entourage for B class. Yeah, probably. There was like six of us going around <laughs> with you pretty much the last, I'd say, least four holes. And then we go and watch the championship class. We watched Caleb Drzinski win. We watched John Prescott from Mendota, a couple other golfers such as Ian Roach and Ben Sear from Putnam County. And it was just a great tournament with a lot of awesome golfers. Yeah, it's just fun to get out and see those guys. You don't get to see, I see John Prescott play once in a while around Mendota, but seeing those other guys that I didn't even know about and watching them, and it's just a different game watching them compared to some of us uh, hackers in B group. <laughs> <laughs> and you're in tournaments pretty much every weekend. So, I mean, you're playing with different people and meeting new people, things of that nature. Is that kind of the cool thing about golf? I mean, you're meeting new friends almost every weekend. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, like, just this weekend like last year I played with Scott Lilly when he beat me so then once I see we're playing together again I made sure to ride in the cart with him again and we just had a blast the whole time and I mean I think he's somebody I'd be a friend with forever out on the golf course anytime I see him I'd shake his hand it was just a great time and you'd meet other guys out there over the weekend that you would never normally meet and that's just that's one of the best things about golf it was super cool to me. I'd never met him before. I walk up to see you, and he's got a stogie in his mouth. He's like, hey, how you doing? Reaches yeah. out a hand. I'm Scott, yeah. and I'm like, hey, what's yeah. up? I'm Brandon. Exactly. Super cool guy. And then you're also in that foursome with Scott Robbins, who his son Colby Robbins, a awesome, dominant athlete for Princeton a few years ago. So it was just like, man, all these people from the area, you don't even know golf. And then all of a sudden you go to these tournaments, and they're all in there. Right, yeah. You just make these weird connections with all these people, and you ask them about where they work, and they're like, oh, then you know somebody that works with them, and then you just make all these connections, and it's pretty cool. Definitely. So it is a definite next year A-class. Definite A-class next year. I thought this year I would have a chance to compete in it, but after the blow-up last year, I kind of wanted to just prove to myself that I could win and be. So I went out and did that, and next year I got to go represent for Mendota in A-Class because we had a falling out with A-Class this year and it kind of cost us the team championship. Which Mendota had won the three previous years and then this year Spring Creek won it, yes. breaking Mendota's streak. Yeah, because I think other than A-Class we would, we did really good, but we only had two guys, I believe, in A-Class and they didn't do their best. So, 
it would have been nice there to be there to give them a little help, but oh well. And as you mentioned, so John Prescott ties for fifth in championship. <coughs> Nobody in A class. You win B class. C class was Clay Buffington. He wins that. Spark Larkin won the senior class. So you're right. There was a representative in the top five in each class except A. Yeah, yeah, that really hurt me though this year. And I guess I didn't. I don't know that I would have changed playing B to A this year knowing that but I don't know it kind of sucked to see that we didn't have anybody up there in A because usually we have Tom Prescott he's usually our big guy and from Mendota in the A class but he decided to move up the championship this year because his handicap was right there and it just didn't work out things changed in the Mendota groupings but we were looking at the scores on the way back and you would have tied for first in A class yeah I would have tied I had yeah I shot the same Although I did play from different tees, which does make a difference, I'd say. But all in all, yeah, I did tie for the leader in A class. So championship shoots from the blue tees, and then B class shoots from the white ones. Tees, yeah. I'm not sure if championship and A were the same tees at everywhere, but I know they were farther back than the B class. How big of a difference is that? Like, I see the differences. Like, I look at the... You know, here's white, and then maybe like 15, 20 feet further is the other tee. How big of a difference does that make in your game? Most of the holes, it doesn't really make much of a difference, but you'll have those, say, par fives or the par threes that'll make them way longer. I don't know, without looking at the scorecard, I don't know, but I'd say maybe five holes that would make a big difference. But other than that, it's usually probably 10, 15 yards. Okay, okay. So nothing to be like uh, overly. No, but if you get say a par three that's I'm hitting 150 yards and they're hitting 215 yards, that's kind of a between a seven iron and a five wood or something like that. It's it makes quite a difference. I am surprised that we've done this almost whole entire interview pretty professionally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much so. I mean, I am watching the Cubs here, but other than that, it's been pretty professional. And I'm watching it right with you. I think it's kind of like helped us zone in, and we're not like going off on side tangents like I'm doing right now. Yeah, oh well. Hey, that's what we do. We're friends. <laughs> well, thank you for joining Edge Diversity Podcast. I'm glad I was there to watch you get the championship. I mean, you deserve it. Like I said, I watch you play golf all the time. And to see you, you know, that work that you put in pay off, I was happy for you, man. I appreciate it, brother. Um, I know I'm no J.A. Happ with uh, – world championship ring here but uh i guess the b champion and the men's iv championship is uh next best right i would say so i would say so thanks brother